And we're back on The Image Show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so glad to have you with us. It's a beautiful Sunday morning, even though it's cold. We're in Des Moines. But in the studio today, we have a bunch of great guests. We're going to start off with Selu Timbo. And Selu has been uh, with the Evelyn K. Davis Center in job fairs. Uh, he works basically uh, for Hy-Vee, and he is the Director of Diversity. Selu, it's a pleasure to have you in the studio on The Image Show today. Man, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, Selu, I want to first of all kind of get started with uh, your passion uh, uh, first, but before we go there, tell us just a little bit about what you do. So my current job title, um, first of all, I'd like to mention I'm in my, because I'm proudly would like to mention I'm in my 21st year with Hy-Vee. It's been a great company to be with for 24, 21 years. And my job now is to really help us focus on our diversity recruiting, also training and education and making connections in our communities that we do serve. So um, that brings, you know, that uh, that job's really brought me to get to know the folks at the Evelyn K. Davis Center and also other areas in the community and uh, the hopes of building uh, connections, being able to talk to folks, particularly young folks, about uh, opportunities we may have working for Hy-Vee and the careers that could be there. The best thing about it is, you know, I've lived it for 21 years and uh, to carry the flag and be able to talk about um, what the company stands for and the things we do supporting our communities and, and uh, really through the stomach, right, through food. Yeah, I mean, you're a great person to talk to. I, I spoke with you at the Evelyn K. Davis Center. But one of the things that really amazes me is that People were coming, getting hired, I mean, right on the spot at right. Hy-Vee. Right. Or, or at the Evelyn K. Davis uh-huh. for Hy-Vee. Right. And so you came through there. Did you know how many people you were going to hire? I mean, what was your process? We didn't know how many people were going to hire. Actually, how many people were going to show up. We just went out and advertised it and said, hey, we're doing a hiring event here in kind of the heart of the Des Moines. You know, yeah. to really the heart of the city in an area that I mean, the, the goal of the Evelyn K. Davis Center is to better lives and and all that, and jobs is a very big part of that. So we wanted to say, how do we remove all the obstacles to getting employed? Sometimes you can apply for a job and you can sit in someone's system and just wait. Let's let's go to an area where we can help employ people by just going there and meeting them and hiring them on the spot. And once you remove those obstacles, that creates opportunity for them to be employed with our company. You know, Selu, this fits right in with uh, what Image for Life stands for. I mean, here you are, a person that is actually taking people off the streets if they have uh, felonies in their record, if they've got, you know, some mistakes that they've made in their past. I mean, you were still hiring them. And I I salute you for that because uh, we live in a society today that everyone is so judgmental. Well, not everyone, but uh, for the most part, you know, uh, employment is hard, especially Mm -hmm. for people coming out of prison. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're taking the initiative to say, look, if you need employment, we will hire you. Now, what are some of the, first of all, are you guys still hiring? We're always hiring. We're growing like a weed and there's so many opportunities. You know, it's particularly in the Des Moines area. Um, customers are really supporting our store, so we need people um, to work and to take care of our customers who come in every day. We're always hiring. So, say, Lou, when is the next time uh, you're going to be at the Evelyn K. Davis for a job fair? Well, we're, we come, we, we say we like to, I think we missed the last one, but we like to come to the monthly one that they have. Okay. So, we're usually always there. Um, my information 
um, is actually there with uh, Terrence and a few other the counselors who work there to be able to say, hey, if you do come in on a time when we're not there for a career fair, you can come in and we can visit with you or uh, you can send it in. We can look at your resume and see where you possibly could be a fit or visit with you and say, hey, what are you interested in? And explain our company to uh, my email is stimbo at com. Don't forget the hyphen. And, um, uh, you know, I'm always happy to hear from anybody who's reaching out and we'll do the legwork to, to see where we can connect you to. Okay, so they can reach you through your email, mm-hmm. and you said that they can also uh, drop in the Evelyn K. Davis Center mm-hmm. and speak with, uh, you said Terrence Cheeks? Terrence Cheeks, who works there. Okay, Terrence is also, he's one of the job developers. And, Absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah, so he uh, basically uh, has a lot of your information there if people want to come in and, and ask uh, how do they get in touch with the high yeah. V hiring. Yeah, and he'll help you. He's become a pro probably on uh, uh, working our applicant tracking system where you can get on online and apply. And then usually he communicates with me just to make sure that we're not missing anybody, you know, okay. not missing any gaps. And then the hiring process, I mean, it's really about, you know, it's, it's a case-by-case basis. I mean, our intent is to hire everybody who comes in. Not everyone will fit, right? We know that. But, you know, let's get, at least create the opportunity to start from there. And, Salu, give us your email address, your contact information, just one more time for All the right. viewers out there. My email, my email information is uh, S-T-I-M-B-O at hy-vee.com. You can reach me there. It's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, you can call me on my cell, too. How's that sound? That sounds great. 515-635-1319. I hope, well, I want to sleep tonight, but I hope my phone gets blown up. <laughs> Text Perfect. message is easy. Hear that. Text message is the easiest to, to uh, um to be able to respond to. I do have young girls at home. so Hey, man, you know. that is beautiful. You just gave out your cell phone number uh, right over the air for people that are looking for a job. I mean, it doesn't get any better well, than that. Well, you know, we don't, again, we, we don't want to make it hard. I mean, everyone deserves an opportunity. And, again, we have such a beautiful story at Hy-Vee, and we want to continue to to share that with folks. Um, for folks who maybe it's their very first job, you know, we tell them it's your best first job, you know, and so we were able to start some of the processes to make you very successful in life just by coming and working with us and, uh, and understanding the basics of service, experience, you know, honesty, basics, all those things that go together to really make you successful throughout your career, no matter what you do. Unbelievable. Well, ladies and gentlemen out there, you are hearing it uh, straight out of the horse's mouth. Salu Timbo the Director of Diversity. This man hires and fires at Hy-Vee all around the state of Iowa. So if you want a job, I would recommend that you get in touch with him. Uh, If for some reason you cannot get in touch with him and you're in the Des Moines area, drop by the Evelyn K. Davis Center, meet with uh, one of the job developers there. Uh, 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 Who is it? Uh, Mr. Cheeks. Terrence Cheeks, or uh, you could probably even ask for me, Robert Pate. I'll direct you in the right direction. I'm also an employee at the Evelyn K. Davis Center. But I tell you, it's just a pleasure and an honor to have you in the studio. And do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, just everyone have a happy holidays. And I uh, hope to hear from you soon. And, you know, I'm really I love, I, I enjoy people, all walks of life. I enjoy talking to people. So I'm just excited to be able to be on here on the show, man. This is kind of cool. So this is what you do, huh? <laughs> this is what I I okay. Do. This is what I do, and this Will is you, so much fun. Can I be invited back someday? You know, you can. You, right. you most definitely can be invited back with a strong purpose. I mean, you have so much to give to the community, and I'm sure that your phone uh, is probably going to reassure you of that. It's going to be hot. After the show. So, <laughs> All uh, right. 
Salu Timbo, ladies and gentlemen, on the Image Show, handing out jobs in the community. Give him a call. Repeat that number again for us, Salu. It's 515-635-1319. Coming up next, we're going to speak with Pastor Moody from New Beginnings Discipleship Ministries. And Pastor Moody has such an exciting and miraculous testimony that I'm going to let her tell you. We'll be back after these messages on The Image Show. And we're back on The Image Show. We've got Rhea Ahmed Green from the Evelyn K. Davis Center's Financial Empowerment Center. And Mrs. Ahmed Green was on the show last week informing us about all of the different uh, programs as it pertains to the Financial Empowerment Center and how it relates to the general overview of the program. Ahmed Green, it's nice to have you back in the studio. And let's just kind of start off where we left last week. How does that mm-hmm. sound? Sounds great. Thanks for having me back. No problem. And uh, last week we talked about the general program overview of the Financial Empowerment Center at the Evelyn K. Davis Center. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about or you didn't listen to the show last week, the Financial Empowerment Center is a program offered at the Evelyn K. Davis Center. And uh, Mrs. Ahmed Green, can you inform the listeners out there, kind of recap on what it's about? Sure. So we focus on um, getting people's finances in order. That's the short of it. Um, We do financial coaching for personal finance. So if you need to get your own personal budget or if you're trying to start your small business or nonprofit, we help you with all of those steps. Okay, so now for nonprofit boot camps, a lot of people are trying to start their own nonprofit organizations these days. Yes. I started one with the Image Program. Uh, I hear about other people, they come up to me, they say, hey, I got my own pro- nonprofit I want to start. How do I get started? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about uh, eligibility. What makes a person eligible for this financial empowerment center for sure. people that want to start a nonprofit? So um, for that for that boot camp, you have to be either a nonprofit, but they do take some for-profit um, entities as well. So it's really just a matter of when you do the application, um, there's a section where you kind of explain your business. Um, they take community-based organizations, faith-based organizations, neighborhood associations, and 501c3 is preferred, but it's not required. So it's actually quite easy to get into this boot camp and get all those skills that you need. Okay, now... First of all, uh, Mrs. Ahmed Green, what is, for those that may be wondering, what's a 501c3 mean? So a 501c3 is basically um, registering your nonprofit as a nonprofit with the government. And so that is a a legal process that you would have to go through, not as in court cases, but you would just have to um, fill out some forms and turn them in, I believe, to the Secretary of State's office, um, which we can help you get that done as well. Um, That is a part of the boot camp if you need to get that done. And I would recommend you come in and meet with one of our financial coaches, preferably a small business or nonprofit coach that will get you going in the right direction. Okay. Can you give us some information, contact information, uh, website information, things like that? Sure. So if you are looking to sign up for our nonprofit boot camp, you can go to www.empowermoney.org and um, you will go to the services button and then you will go to the nonprofit button. There is a sign up sheet right on that page. And if you're looking for a coach to get you in the right direction, again, www.empowermoney.org and you'll go to the services button and go to um, master's business or schedule an appointment. And if you schedule something with Curtis Baugh, he is our small business and nonprofit coordinator right now. 
Okay. And what are some of the uh, class objectives? So some of the class objectives are, um, well, we, we can work with you in whatever part of your planning you're in. But we range the topics of marketing, grant writing, tax and financial planning, alternative funding streams, building and managing a board, and recruiting volunteers. So from beginning to end kind of scope. Okay. So if people want to get involved with this. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just listed, uh, go down that list again. So that would be marketing, grant writing, tax and financial planning, alternative funding streams, building and managing a board, and recruiting volunteers. Okay. Now, what you're going to basically do in this boot camp is break this stuff down. You're going to teach the clients what it is, what it Mm -hmm. means, how to obtain it, correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, And this is free. This is a free service, yes. All you have to do is sign up. If you are accepted, there is a screening process um, just to ensure that you are ready for this kind of thing or you're taking it seriously. You're going to show up to all of the dates. It's a five-week program. and But there is a meal given every night, so you are fed um, a good dinner. And uh, we just give you all of these services and all of these tools to help grow the community. What are the times? Is this at nighttime? Is this in the morning? I mean, mm-hmm. for people that go to work, are they going to have to miss work? Uh, you know, how are they going to be able to obtain uh, this class correctly? Sure. So the times are 4.30 to 7 p.m. If you need um, more flexibility with that time, say you get off of work at 5, as most people do, you just coordinate that or contact one of our coaches, um, and we can see what we can do about your schedule to get you in there. And then the next one isn't starting till March 2019, so March 27th, and that's going to go till April 24th. Again, 4.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. with a meal provided. Okay, now I know that you said something the first time about compensation, financial compensation. So mm-hmm. uh, can you uh, rewind uh, that conversation and tell us uh, how much is it that a person actually gets paid to sure. go to this? So each participant is eligible for a Doing More in the Core um, mini grant up to $500. And so um, basically what that is is only people who go through our boot camp can apply for this grant. Um, and it's it's really just free money. We give it out um, every year. And it's an opportunity for you to have money to put towards something new or maybe just refurbishing something in your nonprofit. So basically, if you go through this boot camp, you're going to get $500 just for going through it. Well, not just for going through it. For going through it, um, you can get up to $250, but it gives you the opportunity to apply for that grant. So, Oh, I see. I see. I see so it's a much more narrow. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So you'll get the $250, and that basically covers like your gas, uh, miscellaneous for whatever time you're missing out on uh, to kind of compensate you just for going through the classes, right? It's more in like a um, services thing. So we pay for like your your logo or you see what I'm saying? So it's not um, $250 cash. It's of a, a value of $250. Oh, okay. And it goes toward your identity mm-hmm. of your uh, nonprofit program. Yes. I see. Okay. Well, that sounds uh, very interesting and sounds very valuable. And I think that people should take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, I thank you for bringing value uh, to the Image Show. I think that the Evelyn K. Davis continues to strive for excellence as it pertains to the Des Moines community. So, uh, Mrs. Ahmed Green, I thank you for your time. And when we come back, we're going to speak with Zakia English. And Zakia is the owner of 
Soul Fit. We're also going to have Pastor Joanna Davis in the house. And Pastor Joanna Davis and I are going to kind of intertwang our biblical principles into this one segment with Zakia English. We'll be back after these messages. And we're back on the exciting, miraculous image show on 98.3 The Vibe. We're here in the studio with Pastor Moody. Pastor, it's a pleasure to have you in the house. It is awesome to be here. Now, Pastor Moody, uh, you have such a great testimony. Uh, You have such a great story. I had Thanksgiving dinner with you, and I tell you, that was (laughs) mouth-watering. Uh, the meal was the best. That was the best Thanksgiving meal that I've had in 15 years. Oh, wow. By far. So props goes out to your congregation and you for making, I don't know, did you cook it, some of it? Some of it. You did? But Grit did portions of it as well, the Granger Reintegration Team. Okay. And what, uh, can you tell us, first of all, a little bit about Pastor Moody, where have you been? Give us the give us the miracle story. Ah, well, I am the senior pastor of New Beginnings Discipleship Ministries. Uh, we've been in existence for about ten years now. It'll be ten years in May, and uh, this year in April, I was at work. We own our own janitorial service, and I was at work, and I fell forward. Of all the ways you could fall, I fell forward. And when I fell, I hit face first. I was able to catch myself so I didn't quite smack too hard. But I hit chest first, face first. And when I got home, my chest was pretty sore from hitting the floor, you know. And I was rubbing my chest and I could feel something. And so I called my husband in and I said, you know, Vince, do you feel something? And he could feel something too. So I called the doctor and set up a mammogram. And so when we set up the mammogram, we went in there and I let them know that I could feel something. They had to call my doctor to get approval to do the mammogram at that point. And the doctor said, yeah, go ahead, get it done. So we went through the mammogram, definitely could see something different from the year prior because I go annually. And so ladies that are listening, make sure you stay up on your mammograms. Get them annually because early detection is the most important thing. So they took me back to the office to let me know that the mammogram showed something different and took me to have an ultrasound to see if it was liquid or calcification, what it could possibly be. So we went back immediately and did the ultrasound. And sure enough, they said that there's something different and that we needed to do a biopsy. Scheduled for a biopsy, they did the biopsy three days later, and I began to speak to the Lord. Our God knows that I don't like surprises. I have that type of a relationship with him. And so I ask him flat out, okay, God, I need you to tell me what is going on. You know I don't like surprises. I need you to help me understand what I'm dealing with. And God spoke. He speaks to me. He said, something foreign has invaded your body just as foreign things have invaded my body. He says, just as you went to the doctor to identify what it is, It is going to be your job to go to me to identify things that are within the body that are not like me. He says, but understand you will eradicate this thing. And I settled myself at that point. 
no matter what thoughts tried to come up, I remembered one thing that the Lord said, and that was that I would eradicate it. And so two days later, I got a phone call from the doctor, and the doctor said that it's cancer. It's breast cancer. Oh, my. Yeah. And so my husband was sitting there with me when we took the phone call. We had to talk to the family and let them know what the next steps were. And they let me know, you know, all of the course of treatment and everything. It was just an amazing time because regardless of what took place, regardless of the things that I had to go through, I buried my uncle from cancer during that time. My niece and nephew buried their father. Also, um, another loved one, a, a family friend, all passed away from cancer during that time. And there were two other people that I knew of that I knew, but I wasn't really connected to. So a total of five people who went through but did not make it out. But I'm still here today, cancer-free, have amazing. completed the chemo, and it's been amazing, an amazing journey with the Lord. Now, how many people uh, have overcame this kind of cancer because that th you overcame? I mean, we're talking about the real deal that comes into a person's body, and you were healed. And I think that this is a testimony uh, that needs to be shared throughout the entire world. I think that it should give people hope, and I think that they should also know that through prayer— through trust mm -hmm. and through belief that you can move a mountain. Yeah, definitely. I don't know exactly how many people overcome it, but what I can tell you is the way that the doctor spoke to me is as if there wasn't a lot of hope. One would say things like, uh, it's treatable. Uh, the other one would say, I think we can manage this. It wasn't until I got to the radiation oncologist that he helped me to understand exactly um, how to go through this and to keep my faith forward with God. He said something that was awesome. He began to explain how each piece of the treatment works. He said the surgeon's job is to treat this thing like a weed and to get rid of what they can see. He said like taking a weed whacker with a dandelion. And he says, what happens if you do that? I said, well, you leave the root. And he says, exactly, it can come back. He says, and then the chemo oncologist comes along, and their job is to deal with the dandelion that's, you know, like when it turns white. I don't know what that's called, but it makes that white thing that all of us as kids would take and blow. Yeah. And then it would spread all over the place, and your parents would want to get you for it. But, <laughs> you know, he says, that's the chemo oncologist's job. He says, their job is to go after anything that has spread. And I said, okay, I understand that. He says, here's my job. My role in this is to get to the root of it. And he says, my job is to eradicate it. And I stopped and I said, you just said something that was pretty awesome. He said, do you have questions about it? I said, yeah. Now, everybody else has walked across this gingerly. Everybody else has tried to step across this as if it can't be cured or it can't be healed. He, I said, you use the word eradicate. I said, that's a strong word. What made you use that word? He said, why is winter cold? I took my phone out. When God spoke to me, I typed everything into my phone. I said, I'm going to show you something. I showed him my phone. He began to read through. He said, can I read the whole thing? Read it all. I want you to read it all. He read through the whole thing. 
And do you know, he, I asked him one question. I said, now that you see the word eradicate and what God spoke to me, I said, look at the date that I wrote it. He said, 425. I said, look at my chart and tell me when I was diagnosed. He said, 427. He sat back like this. And I said, God is using you to confirm what he said to me and letting me know that I will, in fact, eradicate this thing and that I just got to trust him, believe that he's going to see me through this and have faith and walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. You know, can you tell us when your church services are, again, uh, the churches that you go to, there may be some people listening that may want to attend your church, that may want to meet you and maybe just get to know you, maybe have a prayer with you. There may be somebody else that's going through the same thing that might just have questions. Absolutely. I believe that God takes us through things for a reason. And the reason that I am going through this and had to endure this trial is so that I could be a blessing to others. And I I understand the journey. Our uh, address is 530 Northeast Broadway. Our services are at 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We have Bible study every Thursday at 645. And that's New Beginnings Discipleship Ministries. And you have a telephone number. Yes, 515-334-8892. And we do have a van that picks people up as well. Okay. Do you have a van for the kids? Do you have a... Absolutely. Okay. So uh, we've got Pastor Moody in the house with us uh, who just gave us our testimony of how she overcame the cancer that was uh, the evil, the, the deadly evil of the poison that has come into this world and has just became a catastrophic, disastrous, evil poison. That I mean, I, I, every time I think about cancer, I can't stand it because my mother passed away of cancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was one of those things that she just kind of ignored it. She didn't want to really deal with it. I, never, I didn't want to hear anything about it because, mm-hmm. you know, the only thing that connected to me to cancer was something bad. Mm. And so, you know, that she said that she didn't have that much time to live and eventually it would catch up to her. So we just ignored it. Mm. And eventually, you know, it came at a sudden time that none of us was ready for. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thank God that she didn't suffer, you know, very long. But you know, just when I think of cancer and I see all these people dying, it just, I mean, me and Joanna, we pray uh, on this show for people who are battling cancer all the time. Amen. So uh, you coming on the show is just really a blessing. It gives us hope. And uh, give us your number and your address to the church one more time. The address is 530 Northeast Broadway in Des Moines. Our phone number is 515-334-8892. Pastor Moody, it's been a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so Uh, much for having me. I will be in uh, on a church service, and I will definitely be in touch with you. I think that you are a very beautiful lady, and uh, just your testimony is just uh, off the chain. So um, continue to keep me in prayer, continue to keep the image show, the image program in prayer. And uh, we want to have you back on the show sometime soon. Until then, it's Pastor Moody and Robert Pate on this segment. We've got to go to a commercial break and we will be back after these messages. And we're back on the Image Show. We've got Joanna Davis in the house, Pastor Joanna Davis, and Zakia English. Zakia, this is her first time on the show. She is the owner of Soul Fit. 
I want to first start off by saying uh, thank you, ladies, for coming here. Joanna Davis, you know it's always a pleasure to have you in the house. And Zakia, it's an honor to have you here with us for the first time. How's everybody doing today? Great. I'm doing awesome. I'm really excited about our interview tonight. Uh, this has been um, a journey, and I think uh, a lot of people are going to get a lot from Sakia's testimony. I agree. And Zakia, how are you feeling? I am fantastic. I am. I feel blessed and honored to be here to share my story um, and encourage others to, to keep going. Well, great. Uh, now, Pastor Joanna Davis, please help me uh, with this interview because I think that Zakia relates better to you than she does to me, and we want we want <laughs> no. her to be comfortable. So. Well, I think that um, Zakia has a wonderful testimony. Um, I'm inspired by her vision. Um, the ministry that uh, the Lord has placed on her heart so fit. And uh, I would just say, Zakia, why don't you just take us down that journey and how you uh, really came up with so fit and the purpose that you're really trying to promote for um, people. Um, I know that when we had our discussion, we talked a lot about women. So mm-hmm. I think it's important that you would share that today. And there's a lot of people will get something from it. Oh, great. Thank you. Um, I weighed over 300 pounds and I was just miserable living life. I just, you know, your body ache. Um, you can't shop for clothes, and that's a real big thing to go into a store and shop for clothes. Um, I was acute asthmatic, um, and ki- I, ha- I have kidney disease, but at this current stage in my life, I don't have to go see the doctor. She gave me a, if I keep doing what I'm doing, I don't have to go see her again. Um, I'm, I'm not in the ER every month with an acute asthma flare-up, but that is all attributed to weight. So my journey was I went on a girl's trip in 2014 with my best friend, Shannon Walker, and I really wanted to stay in my in my, in my my room because I was just so uncomfortable. So from that, from 2014 on, I decided, I vowed to myself, I had to make a change to make myself happy. It's not about anybody else. You do it for yourself, not your friends, not your family, not your mate. You have to do it for yourself. So tell us a little bit about um, SoFit how you are um, trying to, you know, get people to come in and work with you. And I know that you have an awesome food plan. Yes. I was amazed by the food plan. Um, the chili looked awesome. So why don't you take us down that a little bit? Let us. You guys had that without me? No, oh. it was a picture. It was just a picture. It was just a picture. So I document my food because I think that shows me when I get off track what I can go to, what has been successful for me. You can put the work in in the gym. It is really what you eat that makes a difference. When you're standing if anyone can relate, when you're standing in front of the refrigerator, refrigerator with the refrigerator open, wondering what should I eat, and you're not hungry, you need to close that door, drink you some water, really read you a book, do something to keep your keep you busy, drink water, because more often times than not, you're thirsty and not hungry. 
So for me, for Soul Fit, it just evolved into um, just my passion to help others get healthy. And that's that's what what I'm doing right now in life. I do know the other day you had mentioned that there were some people that inspired you. Um, Can you share a little bit about how uh, that played a role in um, coming, uh, developing your soul fit vision? Yes. I've had a lot of inspirations. um, And I would just say just since I've had a lot of inspirations. One that sticks out to me is my aunt, Nianza. She died at the age of 49 from diabetes, the complications of diabetes. And I, when she started ailing, I said, why didn't you? Because you always a pre-diabetic before you're a full-blown diabetic. And I said, well, why didn't you change when you were pre-diabetic? And she honestly said, because I was too busy taking up care of other people instead of myself. And that stuck with me because we do do that more often than not take care of other people instead of taking care of ourselves. And yes. that birth soul fit. Wonderful, because I'm glad you, you, you shared that because you and I had talked the other day about how women we, we carry our weight, we carry our stress, yes. we carry our depression. Yes. And a lot of times uh, we find ourselves overeating or mm-hmm. eating the wrong things, trying to feed um, things that we don't really want to face, things that we struggle with. Can you, was any of those factors in your weight gain and, and how you, you know, you've seen that as a problem because we all know that as women, we're always trying to take care of other Other people people. instead of ourselves. Yes. So I gained weight. I was in an abusive relationship and I was 21, just naive, thinking if I gain the weight, he'll leave me instead of being strong enough within myself to stand up and leave myself. But not only domestic abuse, I have dealt with being molested as a child to my father dying at the age of 36 from AIDS. I have all I have carried that. And what has helped me has been prayer. I go to Elpis Christian Fellowship and you have to really forgive. You have to forgive yourself and you really have to forgive others that has hurt you. Mm-hmm. In order for you to move on in life. Absolutely. Because we all overcome things and I'm still standing no matter what the devil has thrown my way to try to knock me down. Mm-hmm. I am still standing and I'm better. Yes. So it would be fair to say that SoFit is also not it's just not. Uh, your your program to lose weight, but also to feed the soul, the spiritual aspects of what is needed for a human being to be able to overcome uh, the stresses of life, depression, unforgiveness, you know, to be able to learn how to forgive and to find prayer. Prayer is everything. When you don't know where else to go, you have to pray. Whatever your higher power is, you have to pray to that to get you through because losing weight is one of the hardest things you will ever do in life and is a continual thing. It's not a six month thing. It's not a year thing. This is a lifestyle change that you have to be committed to the rest of your life, which is a good thing. Now, Zakia, I have a question. You said that you, first of all, felt that uh, one of the things that made you want to quit 
or start losing weight was the fact that uh, obviously you were over 300 pounds, so mm-hmm. that was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I remember you uh, saying something before in our conversation uh, about you went on a cruise. Yes. And you came out and everybody looked. You know, they had on their oh, bikinis. Oh, or, they had the two-piece on. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like, I want one of those. I want one of those bodies to where you feel comfortable wearing that. Right, but you didn't feel comfortable because you felt like you were too fat, Oh, right? oh, not not that I think I was. I'm over, I was over 300 pounds. Okay, and then you said that after that day, you were uh, determined to mm-hmm. lose the weight. Determined. And that you didn't look back. Mm-mm. So now for other ladies out there or even men, uh, obviously, there's a lot of health uh, factors that come into play as to uh, why people need to lose weight. Mm -hmm. But what do you think was the turning point that do you think that this particular instance was the turning point? Um, or what do you, what, what kind of advice would you give to people that may be going through the similar situation? Uh, how do they stay determined? You stay determined by understanding it's not about perfection. It's about progress. Because every day, if you have a bad day, okay, you just take that and you get back on the wagon. Every day you have to really work toward. This is... It takes years to put on weight. You don't just gain weight in a day, six months, a year. You can, but where I was, it took me years to gain this. So it's going to take me years to take it off like it has. But if you don't start today, you have to strive every day for your goal, always. Well, and and that's great. You know, and the reason why I ask this, and Pastor Joanna Davis uh Please feel free to jump in if if you have uh, some kind of answer for this question. But as a man, I see women who are overweight, and but yet they don't seem to really have a conscience about it. I mean, in today's society, it's all about thickness, and and bigger women is now popular, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, most guys like big women nowadays. Mm-hmm. It seems like so. But you can be big, but you have to be healthy because I'm still I am still working on myself. I'm not I can tell you I went from a size 24 to a 16 and that's still considered big in in today's time. And I would consider myself a plus size person. But it's about being healthy, that okay. you could run a mile, that you could do a plank, that you could do some jumping jacks. It's about being healthy is the important factor. Getting good sleep at night. It all sure. ties in. Now, Pastor Joanna Davis, what about you? You uh, seem to have more of an athletic uh, build type. Do you feel that, uh, did you have to work well, hard? thank you, Bobby. Well, well, I'm asking, did this <laughs> yes. come with uh, just kind of natural? Or did, you, did, you got, did you have to work for this? Well, I would say that um, I thank you for the compliment, first of all. Um, I still struggle a lot with my own weight, um, meaning that I, I'm, not, I'm not particularly satisfied with my weight. And I'm not satisfied with my health either. So um, I've had fluctual weight. One, you know, one year I'm 12, I'm a size 12. The next year I'm a 14. 
I've really never been past a 14, but I've never been under a 7. So I, I have weight that fluctuates, and a lot of times it's due to bad eating habits or it's due to stress or it's due to depression. So um, I'm really inspired by Sakia's testimony and her the ministry, um, the business that she's really trying to promote, the SoFit. I'm, I, I see myself wanting to really engage in it and find out more about it. So. And Zakia, give us a little history about yourself. Now, you've been to college. You've got a college degree. Uh, what is it, a bachelor's? A master's in public administration. A master's. Yes. Wow. Yes. In public administration. Yes. And what college did you go to? Upper Iowa University. Upper Iowa yeah. University. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. And currently, I am um, getting a national certificate in um, personal training, group fitness, and also fitness nutrition. So you've got some great credentials uh, behind yourself and very smart lady. Um, We were uh, glad to have you here and and listen to, you know, uh, the different things that you've done in your life to lose weight. I think that that's a big problem in today's society. Yes. Um, And most people start off with a good plan. And then, you know, every New Year's resolution, most, I think they said one of the most common New Year's resolutions was to lose weight. Mm -hmm. However, most people fall off after, what, a month or two? Mm -hmm. My my motto is why wait for Monday? Because if you waiting for New Year's, you're not promised, first of all, to live to New Year's. So if you want to make a change, you need to muster up the courage within yourself because that's what it takes courage and commitment to stay the course nobody starts at the finish line you have to make a gradual change and for me that was just no matter what exercising three to four times a week and now I do it five to six times a week but it's a gradual thing but at the beginning I committed to three days a week and then you start to see results and that gets you motivated to do more and you feel better great now do you have a uh, telephone number do you have a contact information for people that are trying to lose weight that maybe uh, need some tips uh, do you train them I mean what do yes. you do yes well what I do um, I do personal training um, currently I teach water aerobics at um, DMAC and I teach senior fitness at a local um, retirement community um, but what I do is I I have have a specific plan for you to meet the person where they are with their workout and with their eating because they are tied together no matter what they're tied together so a person can contact me by calling 515-401-9475 or my email address is soulfitdemoines so it's s-o-u-l-f-i-t dsm at gmail.com. Now, do you have a, a set price for your services? Is this free? Is this a nonprofit organization? I mean, do you, is it grant funded? Not uh, yet. Are you speaking into existence? I am working on that currently. I do want to turn SoulFit into a nonprofit so I can really reach more people because I understand the lack of 
disposable income, especially in the African-American community. So right now I am working on turning uh, SoulFit into a nonprofit. Well, that's great. And, you know, Zakia, I thought that you were going to be a little more nervous uh, in here. When we I, first... I was. I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we first sat down at Smoky Row and had this interview, I mean, you was all you over so the place. You so serious, though. I, I don't know. I told you. I... <laughs> oh, yeah. When we I told you he jokes. <laughs> so now I'm good. <laughs> okay, great. Well, hey, Joanna, do you have anything else to add to that? You know, I'm just really blessed to have met you and um, get information on SoFit. I'm looking forward to those recipes and uh, sitting down with you and maybe working out a plan for even me so that uh, we can work on the healthy aspects of what we need for our bodies. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. Really enjoyed you. Thank you. (laughs) It was a pleasure. And, uh, well, uh, to all of our listeners out there, uh, this is Robert Pate. Joanna Davis and Zakia English saying goodbye and have a great week on The Image Show. And welcome to the podcast on 98.3 Vibe. You're tuned into The Image Show, and this is Robert Payton, Joanna Davis, Pastor Joanna Davis, and we are going to get into a great Bible study. Joanna, uh, a pleasure to have you on the show, a pleasure to have you leading this Bible study. Well, it's a pleasure to be here with you and to be able to share this with the listeners. Yeah, I think that this is actually um, some great uh, opportunity for us to utilize the podcast here and just really get kind of in depth for the people that want to hear about the Word of God. Absolutely. Yeah, the people that just want to basically take their focus and their understanding and just kind of really center it all into a Bible study. There's a lot of people don't go to church. There's a lot of people that just kind of rely on whatever they can get their hands on or listen and hear to have their church. So this is church. Absolutely. I'm excited to be able to share a word with the people. Um, I know that it's needed, and this is a great opportunity for us to share with listeners and uh, those that are um, in need of of some teachings. This would be a great place to come to and learn the Word of God. Amen. So let's start off with a word of prayer. Sure. Are you going to lead us, or would you like me to? You go right ahead. Okay. Dear Lord, gracious Father, we thank you so much for the image show, dear God. We thank you for the people out there that are tuned in and listening. Uh, Dear God, we ask that you continue to keep blessing those who are in need of your help for sickness, for those that are in need of your help for uh, financial situations, uh, for those that are in the county jails, dear Lord, that are just in need of justice, uh, love, hope. Whatever it may be, dear God, we just lay it out before you right now. We ask that you answer our prayers. Uh, We continue to pray over cancer. We continue to ask you to keep healing our young kids who are sick and ill. Uh, Help the families out there that are struggling with drug addiction, dear God. And we just ask that you just come into this Bible study right now, that your presence be all over the place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I'd like to um, take our Bible study to a place where people can just get a new beginning. Um, One of the things that I think is important is to get our focus right. Once we get our focus right, then we can um, start working on what direction to go. And uh, 
today, I'd like to just talk a little bit about focus. So many of us are distracted. We have um, our jobs and kids, relationships, bills, money, and sometimes those things become a distraction and we lose our focus. Many a times it pulls us away from the constant focus that we need, and that's to keep our eyes on the Lord. And so today, um, if we talk about focus, I want to give some points and some areas that people can really um, get into the Word of God, um, see where they can um, pinpoint their focus so that they can remove themselves away from the distractions that keep them from developing their relationship with God and um, building uh, a better um, way to read the Bible, to... um, retain the word and get that journey going that will help them with their walk with Christ. Uh, Keeping focus on Christ really means that um, uh, we're trying to be we're intentional, you know, to become intentional to keep our eyes focused on the Lord. And it keeps us um, connected to Him so that we're not pulled away. Um, it helps us to discipline our lifestyle and choosing to see every blessing and struggle through the lens of Christ. So um, today, uh, there's seven areas uh, to maintain our focus. The first one really is just focusing on God, you know. What do, how do we do that? How do we focus on God? Well, the scripture that I'd like to focus on is Psalms 34, 5. It says, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. So um, I'm sure there's a lot of people um, that have been in the company of someone who makes time with God a priority. You know, like you and I, Robert, we, we spend time with God. We make that a priority. And there's certain... Um, attitude that a person has when they spend time with God. They have a prayer life, and they're able to outlook, um, overlook things that um, would uh, pull them away from God, and, and they're able to keep their focus on God. Uh, their investment in God is, is constant, and uh, they seek after the Lord first in their day with um with, you know, Jesus uh, being their main focus. The second thing that I think is important is to uh, focus on the internal, the eternity. Uh, And that's actually one of the things I think a lot of people don't realize is that when our lives are focused on the eternity, we keep our focus on God. And uh, I think Peter, in the book of Peter, uh, one of the scriptures that helps me to keep my focus on eternity is Second Peter's uh, 3.13. It says, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. It's so easy to get caught up into the cares of this world and neglect the hope we have in the next one. There's nothing wrong with being involved, engaged in, you know, like politics or work-related issues, uh, maybe even family demands or community concerns. Our problems arise when we let them take so much ground in our lives that we forget these places and it isn't our home. Uh, We uh, find ourselves drifting off and being distracted when we really must uh, continue to pray that God will renew our expectancy of eternal life that will release the pressure of worldly concerns. So many of us get caught up in worldly concerns. Amen. Continue to keep preaching. You're doing a great job. Uh, I just stepped out to get me some uh, 
well, I was looking for some coffee, but they didn't have none, and I figured you probably wanted some. So I seen there was some Mountain Dew in there. It wasn't mine, but I drank it anyway. <laughs> well, uh, we were really um, – I was just sharing with the people on uh, the second um, part of focus is to focus on the eternal life. Okay. Uh, to know that um, we have to live in this world, but we're not from this world, and okay. this is not our final destination. Mm-hmm. Our final destination is with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. And so part of you know what I want to share with people is keeping their focus on God. That's the first one. And then the second one is you know keeping our focus on the eternal, that we're going to be with the Lord. Why is that so hard to do? Uh, it seems like you know we know the truth and we know that this world is, is uh, temporary, but yet... We get so connected and attracted, and it seems to be so contagious to just live life, I mean, as if there's no tomorrow sometimes. Well, again, I think it. a lot of that is caused from being distracted. Mm-hmm. We, we get distracted. The world is yeah. still moving. I mean, one of the things that uh, I'll share a quick testimony along with this is when I was in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Life is different there, so their distractions aren't the same as ours, Um, meaning that uh, their focus really is um, the Lord. They depend on God to do something in their lives every day. They don't have the the distractions like we do when it comes to working every day, um, the hours that we have to work. Um, they're more family oriented, so there's always someone at home. Uh, like some people um, here over in the states, we have to get up early in the morning. We have to leave early, drop kids off, go to work, work our eight to ten hours, come back, pick the kids up, make sure you're at home, cook them meals, and in these other places that um, I'm speaking of, Guatemala, is their lives are different. So there's not the same type of distractions more so than there are the things that we do here. And they're very, um, I don't, you know, use the word religious, Mm -hmm. but they're very in tune with who they are and who they are in God. So they they depend on God uh, to do what they need each and every day. So their focus is the Lord. Okay. So I, I just find that... Um, just really encouraging because every time I go, I learn something. But um, again, the the topic today is focus, um, focus. learning how to focus. Uh, the third focus that I wanted to kind of talk about was to focus on things above. In Colossians three two, it says, "Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things." That's right. Now, speaking of that. I want to just cut you off for a minute because, you know, like say if I'm reading my Bible, you talk about focus and all of a sudden I'm kind of hungry and there's this Big Mac from McDonald's. (laughs) The picture floats through my head Mm -hmm. as I'm reading the Bible, as I'm actually looking at the scriptures. And then I'll say, oh, I need to quit thinking about that. So then all of a sudden here comes this Wendy's. Uh, Baconator or something (laughs) now floating through my head. 
Robert. (laughs) No, no, I'm serious. I I know you are. So I'll say, look. But I can see that being your distraction. (laughs) Or, now that's that's a food distraction. Or, like, say I'm on my phone at work and I'm trying to get maybe an email out. And maybe I'm trying to do it over my phone. I just got some text or some information. So all of a sudden I'm trying to focus on that. And then here comes... Another text coming through, or here comes another message floating or flying right through the screen. Now, all of a sudden, I've got distracted. Mm-hmm. And so I go flip back to the other one because maybe this one's more interesting. And then before I had a chance to finish what I was already on, mm-hmm. easily distract. I think I'm easily distracted, Joanna. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to be the same way, but I think that as. I built my relationship with the Lord. Again, it's all about relationship. And once that relationship becomes more solid, more disciplined, uh, more obedient, um, like you said, when you take the time to read your Bible, uh, you you even discipline yourself to that area. Yes. You make sure that certain things are shut out. Right. You may need to turn that phone off. Well, now, what about that, that Big Mac or that Baconator from Wendy's? Well, you need to pray. You need to pray. You need to pray. You need to um, recognize that it's a distraction. Right. And you need to pray and ask the Lord to give you strength mm-hmm. and to give you the power to overcome those distractions so that you're able to focus on the things that you're trying to accomplish. Amen. And many a times, uh, the you know, like like I was mentioning before, the only reason why we can't remain focused or keep our focus is because of distractions. And distractions can be such a hindrance in our walk with Christ when the Lord needs us to focus on specific things, certain things, uh, because that's part of our destiny. Um, right. And that that's really important. And again, um, one of the areas that I thought we could talk about, and I'm just really giving scripture, because a lot of this... We can talk on the radio, and I think it's awesome, and we're going to give those things. But I really want to encourage people to not just to to listen, but to also write these things down and study them out for themselves. Because, you know, um, Bible studies, Bible teachings, you know, teaching the Bible principles, different things like that. All of that is helpful, and all of that is needed. But at the end of the day, we're responsible for our own, you know, the Bible says to study and show yourself approved. And so we need to study. We need to seek out the Word ourselves along with the teachers that are there to provide us with those things to continue to grow in the Word of God. Um, I didn't get all of this overnight. You know, it took time. But here's the key. I remain focused because if I hadn't remained focused, then I wouldn't even be sitting here on the radio show right now Amen. being able to teach. Now, now, let me ask you, would you agree that, or I don't know if this is a true fact, but it seems to me that women are a little more focused than men. Is that true or not? I mean, I think it depends on a level of maturity. I mean, I don't really necessarily want to say a woman is better than a man or a man is, you know, easier well, to no, no. I mean, be distracted. Comes, I mean, when it comes to focus, because, well, I guess it would mean uh, what you're focused on. Because if I was, like, say if I was on the basketball court, I was suited up and ready to play in front of an audience. Now, my focus mm-hmm. would be right point 
square dead on. Okay, now, if I'm sitting in a class, you know, and I'm listening to someone give a lecture, you know, or even church oftentimes, Mm -hmm. it seems like my focus level just drops. And I can't figure that out. It, it it was like that in school, you know. Is it's something about if I'm not the one participant or actually doing it, you know. It's just my focus. It it, it kind of it goes away. Like you know, I know coming out of prison. Okay, my focus was to get a job and uh, to do whatever it took not to go back. Mm-hmm. Now I understood that. That 11 years straight taught mm-hmm. me that part of it to stay mm-hmm. focused. Well, and you did it. And I did it. And, and you I'm doing did it, it, you know. And I think the one of the reasons that you were able to accomplish that is because you knew the consequences. Right. You understood the consequences. It's the same thing with biblical principle. There's a consequence for us when we don't obey God, okay. when we don't focus on the things that God needs us to focus on. Mm-hmm. There are things that we'll be held accountable for when we don't do those things. So that's Amen. why it's really important to focus on the Word, to focus on our relationship with God, to focus on the path that He's designed for us so that we can get the information and get the things that we need so that we can um, complete the task, complete the things that God has prepared for us. And it's the same concept. You know, here you are getting out of prison, and you knew your focus had to ma- you had to maintain your focus. There were certain things you had to do. Because you knew that doing these things, you were going to accomplish the things that were needed in your life. If you didn't do those things, there was a consequence. Right. And your chances were maybe going back to prison or being locked down for another period of time or, you know, I don't know what that may have been for you, but I'm sure that they gave you those yeah they gave they gave me those options exactly yeah and yeah. and and it's the same thing with the word of god yeah. there's he gives you options too he says Amen. <laughs> he's very clear in his word you know that um choose life you can choose death you can choose life you can choose you can choose the narrow path or you can choose the wide path it's all there he's given us those choices, in a sense, to to warn us, to let us know that there's consequences for our actions if we don't choose to focus and do the things that he's calling us to do. Right. And I think that I speak really for a lot of men out there. Like right now, as we're talking, I'm trying to kind of open up for the guys that aren't able to give a voice right now because I know that I've uh, facilitated a lot of Bible studies and I always wondered, man, it would be a good Bible study. And I wonder how come, you know, everybody didn't come back the next week when we had another one. And Mm -hmm. I talked to some of them and I put myself in their shoes and I just realized that their interest, their focus, Mm -hmm. you know, they had other things on their mind. You know, it goes back to, like I said, if I'm sitting in a church service and I'm listening and the preacher is maybe, you know, 40 feet away and or, you know, however, 10 feet away even. And I just can't seem to focus if he's not really giving me that Miles Monroe, that T.D. Jakes, that that power. I lose focus. I want I want the meat. You know, I don't I don't want the bread. Sure. Uh, Let me um, I find myself whenever that happens for me, I pray. I just pray. I ask God, Lord, you see that I'm having a struggle here. 
I'm distracted. Help me to get my mind back on the things that you need me to focus on. Help me to be able to cipher through some of that stuff. I mean, I've sat in church services and different places before, and you're like, wow, this is kind of dry. This, is, yeah. <laughs> this hasn't got the ump that I need. But I've learned also, too, that even in the dryness, there's still something that you can learn if you get your focus back. You just got to get the focus back. And a lot of times it's a matter of prayer and asking God to help you. So, yeah. Um, But again, uh, as I was saying before, uh, we, I think it's what I say, Colossians 3.10, it says, set your minds on things above, not earthly things. And when I think of this scripture, I think of setting my mind on heaven, setting my mind on prayer, setting my mind on reading the word, setting my mind on meditation, setting my mind on the fellowship that I keep, setting my mind on uh, what am I going to do today that's going to help me grow closer to God instead of the things of the earth, you know, because that's easy. Mm -hmm. That's easy, you know. And so I think that we need to really focus on the things that are are heavenly and not the things that are earthly to be able to maintain our focus. Um, and then there's the, the fourth focus that I wanted to share, and that was to focus on the right path. There's a right path and a wrong path. Every day there are different paths for us to take. We choose daily the paths of righteousness or unrighteousness. And sometimes the right path is filled with uncertainty. Does God really hear my prayers? You know, does does God really know what I need? God really, uh, does God really want me to go this way? Have you ever been there, Robert, where you're like, okay, God, is, is this the way I'm supposed to go? You know, what am I supposed to do? And I think that our focus always needs to be, uh, Lord, what path do you want me to take? Amen. Is this the right path? Is this the right way? Uh, is this what you want for me? Um And we need to trust the Lord that the path that he's choosing for us is the path that is going to prosper us. It's going to keep us safe. It's going to keep us, um, again, focused, focused focused on the right thing that he's designed and created for us. So I, I, I just think that that's really important. Well, I think that that's all important. I'm listening to what you're saying. And, you know, I like to joke and have fun sometimes. But, <laughs> you know, the word of God is, is truth. And um, there's no getting around it. There's no trying to substitute uh, words. It is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And it is real and sharper than any two-edged sword. So mm-hmm. um, much respect uh to the Word of God, the Bible, and what we're doing here. I think this is a great demonstration. I think people uh, need to hear it. And uh, the ones that are tuned in, I believe that people are, whoever is listening to this right now is getting something out of it. So uh, this was a great uh, podcast. It was a great Bible study. And I want to thank you. Did you have something else that you wanted to add? You know, and last, I just want people to focus on grace. God has given us enough grace to uh, really, um, if you're out there and maybe your focus has been wrong, maybe you've been making all the wrong decisions, uh, maybe 
you've been completely distracted by the world and you haven't um, kept your focus on the Lord, I think today would be a good day to focus on the grace that has been given to us so that we can turn back. We need to turn back to the Lord. We need to focus on the things of God. We need to focus on the eternity. And uh, we need to focus on the path that God has designed and created for us. And that is done through His grace. Amen. Well, listen, Sister Joanna Davis, you have been a blessing to the Image Program, all that you do. We've, we're gearing up for a talent show here, 28th, and we uh, definitely are going to need all the support from the community. So uh, I think that you should end us in a word of prayer here. You should end in a word of prayer. Amen. Wonderful. Father, we just give you glory, honor, and praise. Uh, We thank you, God, for this time that we've been able to be on the air. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for those that are listening. And we ask, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would just help them in their daily task to focus on you. If you're out there and you're needing the Lord, now is the time to really give your life to Christ so that you can focus on those things that God has prepared for you. And all it takes is a confession from your mouth. All it takes is for you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and know that you've been forgiven. And then you just ask him into your heart. And when you ask him into your heart, you believe that God has saved you. You believe that his grace is enough. And through that, you are saved and that you will be able to get back on the right path to be able to focus with the Lord and the things that he's prepared for you. So I encourage you that you would just simply ask the Lord to come into your heart and ask to be forgiven and then choose to be saved so that Jesus can take you down the right path to a a successful life, to be focused on the things that are meant for you. And we thank you, Lord, that even now, uh, as we're praying for those and believing God for souls to be saved, that you are Jesus, that you are God, that you are our Father, and that there's nothing too hard for you. So we give you all the glory, we give you all the praise, and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. (laughs) And until next time, this is Robert Pate, Pastor Joanna Davis, and you're tuned in to the Image Show podcast. We'll see you next week and have a great week. Goodbye.